How's everyone doing tonight? I pray that you just have a refreshing tonight. Just breathe in, drink in his spirit tonight. It's so good. He's so good. I, I, there's something about that understanding of just, I, I think we, we just, we are so accustomed to kind of moving in and out. You guys do that? Like, oh, okay, it's, it's kingdom time, it's church time, it's God time, and then it's like, okay, it's other time, world time. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I get, I've, we were talking about this earlier this week, and I'm like, it's so easy to kind of, like, okay, Holy Spirit, I'll be back. I got to do some, like, stuff over here. <laughs> and then, then we're like, oh, this is so horrible. Like, what's going on? I'm feeling, like, overwhelmed. And then we go, I got to get back over here. Okay, this is good. Somehow we got to take this over here and keep the Holy Spirit with us when, no matter what we're doing. That in everything we do, we live, move, and have our being. All right, well, Tracy and Anna, why don't you guys come up? We're going to grab some chairs and we're just praying for the last hour and a half and just asking the Lord how we do this. And felt like the first thing uh, before we do anything is actually just to hear from some of you um, just with what we've been in and just going after the greater things, just going after what, uh, like the healings and just and preaching the gospel and seeing just miraculous things and I don't know, whatever it is that, that you've been experiencing with the Holy Spirit these past, uh, this past month or few months, I, I, I can tell you, I have seen greater things and more things in the past few months than I have seen in a long time. Like, and, it, and all it is is I feel like it's just it's getting out of that comfort zone, just stepping out more. We, we've got, we get so accustomed to just to, uh, to reading about it, talking about it, praying about it, singing it, you know, all those things, but actually just getting out and doing it. Uh, and in that, I've been so amazed over and over and over again, like just of his goodness. And I'm like, oh, this stuff really does work all the time. <laughs> we just have to get out of the four walls. We just have to get out of here, get out of our homes, well, or bring them into our homes, but, and, uh, and just step out in that place of faith and watch, watch what he does when we do our little part. We like, we take one little step. And then he, like, blows it up. And I'm always, we were joking about it the other day, going, God's showing off again. He, lo he likes to show off. It's his glory. <laughs> uh, but he does, he shows off. So I, I think you want to start? We'll start with just maybe some, some testimonies. So just uh, brag on God for a few minutes. Can we do that? Um, it's not about us, right? It's like, we can say we, we did our part, but again, he, he does the amazing part. So, but I, let's just brag on God for a few minutes. So. Who wants to go first? I'll just pick someone. I'll just. <laughs> I know Melissa and, and Tim have, you remember it's Sunday when we prayed for Crystal? What? You want me to share about Crystal? Yeah. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. It's that, that's a. Really amazing one. Yeah. All right. So I guess I'm on the spot here, and I'll try to remember. 
I'll try to remember all the details. Um, what night was it that you introduced me to Crystal? Was that on a Sunday? It was a Sunday morning. Sunday morning. It was, yeah, right here in the, in the aisle. Right. After so service. Mike was talking with her, and I had never met her or seen her before. And I was passing by, and he quick grabbed me and wanted to introduce me to Crystal because she was new. And um, just chatting with her, um, it was just small talk. And then she came to a point where she revealed that she had been struggling with um, some pretty intense chronic pain daily um, for a really long time. Um, and Mike, right away, of course, he was like, well, let's pray about that. <laughs> and then he says, Melissa, will you pray? And I said, of course. And then I said, well, can I grab my husband? Because, <laughs> yeah, he was, he was literally like just a few feet from me. So I quick grabbed his arm and pulled him over. Um, just because I feel very strongly that Tim and I work really well together. And I feel like God can move through us when we're united in something that we're doing. So um, we all just laid hands on Crystal, and uh, Mike started praying, and then um, we all just joined in. Don't, I don't think I prayed. I thought you did. No, Tim started, and then I think you prayed. I don't think I prayed. I just I got to stand there while you guys <laughs> prayed. See. This is the memory issue. <laughs> so um, long story short, uh, we all prayed over her. Um, we told the pain to go, and we used the authority of Jesus. And um, it did, honestly, and I'll be honest, it didn't. I didn't feel anything. Nothing happened right then. No, not right there at all. I mean, Crystal was moved. She was teary-eyed. Um, but... I honestly didn't feel a thing. It just felt like going to get the mail. Um, but a f couple weeks later, was it one week? Next Sunday. See? <laughs> I, this is why I people around me. <laughs> details, details. One, one week later, um, she came to find us and tears in her eyes and just elated. She said that she had seen her rheumatologist. Was that the doctor? Yeah. Yeah, there was a few things. Yeah, because it was also the, the, the cancer. So I had no idea that she had cancer um, when I was praying for her. But uh, she said that she's pain-free. Um, her doctor has told her that she is in full remission, and she does not have to move forward with chemo. She was ready to do it, you guys. She had the port put in. They were ready to pull the trigger. I'm pretty sure she had an appointment to get yeah. it started. It was like and a week away. Yeah, so a week away, and it's, it's over. She walks in Jesus' blood and healing now. So. Yeah, no pain, full remission. Thanks and, for your help, Tim. And the doctor said it had, been, it had been 15 years, and it was that moment that they went into full remission, and they were like, you don't need the chemo. <laughs> God's good. He showed off. <laughs> well, I knew right away when you guys started doing testimonies, <laughs> uh, the Lord wanted us to share ours. Uh, it's, it's 
kind of lengthy, so bear with us, but I know the end's going to touch your heart, all of you that call this church home. And it's still fresh and raw, so it, it might be a time of lamenting for me as well. Uh, so back in, well, we got married in 2011, and then lived in Colorado, up in the Denver area, until 2014. Uh we had our first son here, and then we were pregnant with our second son when the Lord led us to move to Michigan, uh, where her family's from. And we thought we'd spend the rest of our lives there in Michigan, raising our family. And so we did. We moved there. The Lord provided an amazing job with uh, GE, and they relocated us, paid for all of our stuff to get packed, shipped, flew us. It was amazing and incredible, just the Lord making a way. Uh, and then there in Michigan, the Lord called us, really put on our hearts to begin the foster care process. So we started going to trainings for that. And let's see, had our first or a second son there in Michigan. Uh, and then, let's see, long story short, a couple of years later, we came back to Colorado, to Denver to visit family. And that's when we got our first call of like a foster placement, our first foster daughter. Uh, her name was Morrigan. And we came to find out that that was a Wiccan name that was given to her. And she was taken from uh, her Wiccan mother, who was also her primary sexual abuser, mental abuser. It's just an awful, terrible situation. Uh but the thing is, not a lot of this was revealed to us by the, the agency because they, she had bounced around to, I think we were her seventh home, and they were kind of needing her to be adopted. Uh, so a lot was hidden from us, and we fostered her for a year and a half while court trials went on. We attended all of them, saw her mom in court many, many times, just going off on the judge, being completely disrespectful and arrogant. And we're there the, the day that her rights were terminated. And then Morrigan officially went you know, onto the adoption market. And they said, asked us, you need to let us know if you want to adopt her in the next two weeks or else we got to move her to a new home. And she had been with us a year and a half. Uh, at this time, we were pregnant, right, with our third, our daughter. And we... we our doctor. <laughs> but God, every time we yeah. to take her, he just said, where will she go? You are her family. Um, and it wasn't till after we adopted her that he gave me a vision of that, what it looked like when I was saying that. He saw me as 50 um, saying that to him. And I was, like, holding her baby. So he saw me as 50 saying, take her, take her. And he was like, where will she go? You're her family. But so we adopted her out of obedience to him only. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it wasn't our, like, what we had pictured as being foster parents. We thought we had this room amazingly decorated from her, and we thought we'd foster many kids in and out, share the love of Christ. Get, reunite them with their family, take breaks, new foster kid. We didn't think that would be our first 
foster placement needed to be adopted. So it was, yeah, it was obedience. Um, thank you. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, the story, the plot thickens, though. Um, so we said yes, and then the, that was about this two-week span when uh, I got laid off from GE. And then we gave birth to our daughter. Like, it was just boom, boom, boom. Yes, we'll adopt her, lay off our new baby. And, and all her demons just came out, all of them. We believe it's because when legally the parents are removed, the enemy steps in and claims them as their child. So, like, any time I was left home alone with her, like, her, she, like, just imagine Satan was my husband or the father of our home. So that's who was ruling our home anytime he left, which was the blessing that he got laid off from his job because I was able to be there. Yeah. 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 So we got this new baby, this pending adoption and no job and worked really hard to try and find a job uh, in the area there. And the Lord, that just wasn't the Lord's plan. So a few months later, I uh, just decided to start my own business. And that is a roller coaster ride. Uh, and that went on for a couple of years while we're uh, still working through the adoption. Now we got a full house, four kids. And then, let's see. What happened next that was significant? Well, she went through deliverance and was healed from masturbation because her mom taught her how to do that at six after she was um, abused through prostitution with her mom. Um, like I said, all this stuff was hidden from us. Um, and basically every day with her was hell. And we've lost everything because of her. Everyone, everything, every dollar, like everything. And it... I mean, kind of fast forward to, like, this year, you know, we had another baby, and we think what happened was when she hit puberty, it all went downhill. She started, like, attacking our three-year-old daughter, and then there was a big attack in February when we had left them with a babysitter that caused us to, I literally shoved her out of our house. She's only 12, but at that moment when I was looking at her, I was like, she's not a child. She was a woman, and I just saw, like, everything, and... Um, anyways, it was God's plan because um, against the will of everyone around us and including the small church we are part of, she went to Teen Challenge in Alabama, and that's where she is now. And this was all a week before COVID hit, which was God's plan because if you were, I mean, if you understand demon possession and witchcraft and being raised in that for eight full years, being around her every day was like, it was like you wouldn't believe the health issues we've had from caring for her. We also have four kids on the side, and she just, like, tore all of us to pieces. So she went, COVID hit, and then, I don't we're, know we're, up, we were quarantined, quarantined but thankfully, yeah, she was not quarantined with us, and also she was in a, a safe space. Uh, and, you know, if she would have been home, she could not have seen any of her friends or played with anyone at this school now, they're all quarantined together, all these teenage girls. So it was just an amazing blessing. Uh, back up a little, my own business like led me to my first client. They liked me so much, they hired me for this really great director position that we were so excited about. 
part of it was relocating to Virginia. Uh, so we uh, decided to sell our home to get ready for the relocation. It was still like six months away. Um, and then we moved into just a home in like a really nice neighborhood by the kids' school that we had just always wanted to live in, just that neighborhood. It was on the upper end of our price range, though, but we figured it's month-to-month lease. We're relocating soon. Uh, so let's just say goodbye to Michigan with, with you know, the way we want to. Um, well, as she said, COVID hit. We sent our daughter to Teen Challenge, uh, which is still a very expensive school and boarding a room and all that. But with my job, we were barely making it and then I got laid off again from uh, from that job from that director position that we were supposed to relocate for so again we have this <laughs> yeah and we just had a baby too another baby this this girl that's now a teen challenge all our kids quarantined together no job um and now this rent, that's way too expensive for us. And so we basically quickly had to put in our notice that we were moving. And I applied like crazy for jobs and just, I got two callbacks and that was it. Well, you're skipping a step. The Lord told us that he picked this home because we went through a whole healing process in it. Like big other part of our testimony, like our family's healing abuse, you know, everything, and then after she left, all this healing, and the Lord had kept saying, June, 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 move in June, move in June, we thought it would be for his job, then he lost his job, and then June first came, and we're like, well, you said June, so I guess the first step is, like, tell them we're moving, so we did that, and it was just like, step by step, following the Lord to where he wanted us to go in June, and we literally had no idea, we're like, we just, just, Every step, um, trusting him, and anyways, yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. Remembering the Lord's faithfulness. Uh, So, yeah, June came, and um, we put in our notice. We had to go visit our daughter for the first time. Yeah. First time seeing her since everything happened. Yeah, so we, and then I had, the one of the callbacks was this really promising job in Austin, Texas that we're so excited about. It's like an amazing Christian company. So we planned out this big loop down to Alabama, across Austin, Texas, come back, visit my family in Colorado for a couple weeks, and then we'd go take this job in Austin. Well, got word. I was one of the final candidates, but lost it. and They went with someone else. So now we, we had told our kids we were going on this big adventure. Because, <laughs> yeah, because we were, I mean, we were both, I don't know if we are not terrified, but just like fully trust in the Lord. We had no idea what, what he had in store, but we believed he'd provide a home. Um, so we went down to Alabama, saw our daughter for the first time. There's some undoing happening, which is a, a good thing. I mean, she's really getting broken down. I think she's at a point where she's going to start sharing these memories with her counselor. Um, Sharon was her counselor for a long time, but it was too heavy of a burden with all the other kids. Uh, And then after visiting her, we still went to Austin, and then we came to Colorado 
to stay with family for a couple weeks because we didn't have a home. Um, the Lord hadn't provided yet. And stayed in the springs with my parents for a week. And then we went and stayed with my sister up in Denver um, for a week. And that turned into just a battle. It's just with all of our kids. We have four little ones with us, and we have two dogs. So it was just a lot in their house to try and wrangle them all and try to have a light footprint and try not to interfere in their life too much. Um, and we were supposed to leave this Wednesday. Yesterday, um, late last week, still had no idea where we were going to live. Um, we went and looked at an apartment, and right God when we were, told you Castle Rock. Yeah, God told me Castle Rock. Um, and she started looking for churches in Castle Rock area, found the rock. Uh, but on this past Saturday, I went to um, Auburn Brook apartments to try and sign one but they had given it away right before we got there so then with my our three-year-old daughter we started driving around town knocking on every apartment complex door we could find because they were all, all the offices were shut down with covid um finally we made our way to the links at plum creek they said they had one unit immediately available uh three bedroom what we needed um so started getting the paperwork going uh, but then they needed income verification, which was a challenge for us because they wanted a couple pay stubs. Well, we're self-employed at the moment, and we don't have those pay stubs, and we weren't sure what was going to happen with that, if that was going to fall through. So that was Saturday, this past Monday. Um, my sister's husband, my brother-in-law, had enough of us being in their house. And... Uh, she was inside with the kids. I was outside tending the dogs when he was pulling out in his car. And I just want to justify, he didn't do anything wrong. They just have a very large, nice house that we were in. Um, it's a house you don't really use, if you know what I mean. Okay. We were in with our children who weren't, you know, allowed to be children. Um, yeah, so... Um, I was outside with dogs, and as he's pulling out, yelled something at me. I couldn't hear what he said, so I was, walked up to him. I was like, sorry, I couldn't hear you. And he says, with a cuss word thrown in there, I'm going to knock you out. And um, just went on to just say awful things about our family. And, you know, been laid off, can't find a job, don't even have a home. And so to just be talked to like that, um, when we haven't even overstayed our welcome, we were going to stay through Wednesday. Um, but he was just angry, threatening, and we honestly just felt like we had to flee. So he's, he sped out. My sister was taking my brother to the airport, who was also visiting. And uh, after that, we just started scrambling to get everything packed in the cars. She drove the end of the road to see if he was going to come back or not. I got the rest packed up, and then we just took off. I'm sorry, you're missing a big step, so I'll, can I finish it? 
Um, we have we have a prayer ministry. We he skipped that big part when he didn't have a job. The Lord told us to build this prayer ministry. It's a worldwide prayer app that you can use that's separate from social media. But anyways, the Lord led us through releasing us from my family in Dem or in Michigan, and I knew that He was bringing us here to release us from His family, and both were extremely traumatic and awful. Um, and anyway, so this was the releasing from his family because the Lord has made it clear now to commit full time to him in this prayer ministry we have. And so we left and we had a couple hours before we could get into our apartment and the Lord said, go to the rock. And I'm like, okay. Before we could get a, before we to, to get a home. Yeah, we didn't know for sure yet. If we actually had a home. Yeah, everything. Yeah. And we had our four kids and our dogs go to the rock. And I'm like, okay. Sure, we'll go check it out. So we drove here. Maybe a couple of you guys saw us with all of our stuff. And then he said, go in. I'm like, okay, well, we, are not, we can't go any lower than this. We'll go into a church. I don't care. And we were greeted by, and we were greeted, um, maybe by your wife or yes. Nevertheless, I don't, okay. don't want to take too long. Do you, and then do you want to finish? I don't know what you wanted to share. Um, yeah, we were just broken, all-time low in life, and then the Lord brought us right into that parking lot, brought us into that room back there where Lindy met with us and just like let us pour out our hearts, prayed with us for like an hour, anointed us, welcomed us to Castle Rock, and um, prayed for us that we would be able to get this apartment so we'd have somewhere to stay that night, and um Got us out the door, too, so we weren't late for our appointment at the apartment. And uh, basically showed up, told her we were self-employed. I don't have pay stubs. Um, I could try to find receipts or whatever. And uh, she said, well, if you have last year's tax return, that's good enough. <laughs> and, uh, and he provided. And then he's provided abundantly every single day since then to confirm. Yeah. His, like, right. I mean, abundantly. Yeah. There you go. All right. Yeah. Anybody else? So you guys are new. She's like, it's our first time here. We've been talking about the gifts of the Spirit for about a month. So we would love to hear, praise God, just for provision and guidance. And just hearing his voice, that's been something we've been talking about, learning about, activating here on a weekly basis. So if anyone has a testimony um, of just, you know, what we've been practicing here, hearing his voice, activating it, releasing it, and what he's done through that, and any of the gifts of the Spirit. Do you want to share? John. I'll just stay here. Yeah, this one's really quick. Um, my son brought in a friend, and she had broken her finger, and she works at, with an optometrist, optometrist um, adjusting glasses and so she couldn't adjust glasses and so she was just you know sharing about her her painful finger and I said well let's pray for it and she said okay so she slips off the uh, you know it had like a removable um, so we pr uh, I just put my hand I said it's okay if I you know and so I just put my hands on her finger and prayed for it and I and she goes I and I um, I said, do you feel the tingling? And she goes, yeah. And then, I, and then she, I'm like, is it better? And she goes, it's a little better. And so I said, you know, God's healing you then. 
you know, so let's pray some more. You know, and it was, I think, like 10 or 20% better. Prayed for it again. And then it was like 80% better. And um, my son goes, welcome to the family. <laughs> he was like, yeah, this is what we do. <laughs> but, you know, she was just like, oh, wow, you know, this is awesome. So that was really cool. And I don't know if you want another one, but um, my daughter and I, uh, and God just set us up. God's been making it easy because right now we're trying to move down here, and so there's lots going on. You want to share about Amanda real quick? Sure. So this is my daughter. Hi. Okay, so this is just really cool. Um, I just got back from Mongolia, actually, and I took, like, a test, a COVID test and stuff like that, and I'm good. But um, we were sitting in... Uh, in the park after I'd just done that and we we're like having some Panera bread or something and we we're like this beautiful we live in Arvada and there's this beautiful um park and we were like okay like this is gorgeous and there's this girl right next door and she just or like in her car and she was eating and we're like oh cool okay and she starts like talking with us and we're like open door like oh that's awesome um so she comes and she like she starts talking with us and she was like, oh, like, I have to go. Like, I have to go. I heard trauma, but she said I have to go deal with some drama. We're like, wait, did you just say trauma? And she's like, drama. But we're like, same thing. Like, let's, like, can we pray for you? So we're like, hey, like, my mom just starts saying, like, hey, like, we, we love Jesus. We would love to just pray for you. So we, you know, I'm a little more, like, socially distancing because I just got back from Mongolia. So I'm just, like, trying to. But um, my mom kind of gets up close to her. And we just start, like, speaking life into her and just hear her story. And it's an intense story, but we just keep on talking with her, sharing the love of Jesus with her. And she actually ends up giving her life to the Lord. We get to, like, lead, my mom gets to lead her through, like, um, salvation's prayer. And, like, we pray the Holy Spirit over her. She just feels God's love and feels God's peace. She's like, I felt so, so loved. And we're just going to continue to love her and got her contact information. But it was really cool. And it was just a divine setup from the Lord. So good. We're working on trying to get her discipled, and since we're moving, there's a gal who we think uh, will disciple her, so we're just working on that yesterday. So Sharon, how many times did you pray for the girl with the finger? Uh, Okay. How far did did it go? Okay, that's good. He wanted to go. Yeah. There you go. And it and it probably came. Wow. So for those online who couldn't hear that, so um, here's the cool part is so she prayed, she prayed again, she prayed a third time, and then just released the complete healing. And and I just think it's something really important to point out is sometimes we just pray once, and so, or maybe we pray twice but that we actually contend for the healing. And especially when you, when you get a little bit of it, when they're like, yeah, it actually feels better, like jump on that and thank the Lord for what he's already doing and then, and then press into the completion of that healing. Because I've seen so many times where, where there's been a partial healing uh, and sometimes no healing. Like I'll pray and I'll pray and I'll be like, that was an amazing prayer. Like, oh, they should receive their healing <laughs> and nothing. And then the Lord shows me, sometimes he'll show me another way. Um, off, like I remember I was over here, I prayed for a lady, young girl, back was, she was like 18, totally um, 
she was a, in a gymnast or something, and her back was all messed up. And uh, I prayed what I thought, man, this is going to work. And, she, and I asked her if she, was, if she was feeling any better, and she's like, nope. <laughs> like, not at all? And she goes, nope. <laughs> and that was, you know, that's that moment where you're like, okay, I'm going to move on. And, and, but be sensitive to the Spirit. This is where we, we listen to the Spirit. Um, and so I love what you did, how you just pressed in, how you pressed in, how you pressed in. And, and the, so what I felt like the Lord said was, now have her do it. And so I said, okay, you're going to repeat after me, and you're going to actually declare your healing. You're going to speak the healing over you. And so this time she did it. I, she didn't want to do it on her own. So I just I said, repeat after me. And she spoke it. And, uh, and then I said, okay, check your back again. And she checked it, and she didn't say a word. And tears just started running down her eyes. This was like a 17-year-old, 18-year-old girl, and, and her parents were around her. And, she, and then she finally said, it's all gone. The pain's all gone. And uh, so, but I just want to encourage you, like, and so what I realized, the Lord was doing something where he was teaching her that, like, it, it's not my, it wasn't me, like, here you need the pastor to come lay hands on you. She actually received the healing from something that she declared over herself. And so be attuned to the Spirit when you're doing it, and don't just plow through it, but allow Him to show you. Sometimes it's a, it's a different way than, than what you kind of have seen in the past. I've prayed for people the first way and seen God heal, and so I was like, oh, He's going to do it. But if I hadn't been listening to the Spirit, I would have missed out on her actually receiving her healing because He had another way for her to do it. So anyway, just... I have a, it's really quick. On Sunday, um, I was sitting next to a woman I've never met. I mean, I'm kind of new here, but I'm starting to remember names mm-hmm. and faces. Can but you turn the volume up there, Steve? I she can't. was, um, <laughs> she was new to me. So when we started praying for each other, um, she was telling me about how she had an accident and she was um, sore and it had just happened. So I just started praying for her. And as I've never been able, to, I've never tried to pray for someone to heal. And she told me immediately she started feeling healing. <laughs> so I prayed for her one more time. We met after church. And then literally after that conversation, I met with um, Tracy and I was like I don't want to talk to you because every time I talk to you you blame me out on the floor <laughs> and that's exactly what happened <laughs> but the only thing I could remember was him telling me you're gonna your mouth is going to be um, more vocal and you're going to be able to speak healing and I didn't really connect it so if you can see my hand yesterday morning I was um, cooking hash browns in the oven and I after they were done I took them out dumb me didn't put gloves or nothing on and I just smacked the top of the oven and it's bad (laughs) but immediately I just heard his voice and I was like okay and I just started going in tongues and I just started praying and started praying and started praying and I didn't feel a thing and I still don't and I didn't take any medicine no pain so the only thing I did was cover it in Vaseline and uh wrapped it up and I don't feel nothing it doesn't even hurt but I looked at it earlier and I was like oh this is bad (laughs) so yeah so we're gonna pray tonight for healing, complete healing, no welts, no nothing. Yeah, there's no pain. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you, yeah. Rachel. That's awesome. Anybody else want to share? Anyone else? Come on. John. <laughs> Calling you out. Betty. Oh. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I got a, um, this happened a few weeks ago. 
But at work, I have a coworker that when I was leaving one night, um, he was talking and he was, you know, telling me all the sorts of stuff. And he started telling me about his pain that he has. And I kind of knew that this guy um, had, had, he has gout, I think is what it is. But um, so I just started asking him more questions about it. And he was telling me, um, like, he's just in chronic pain all the time. His, his joints, his ankles, knees, just everywhere. So um, I, I felt the Lord telling me, pray over him, I'm going to heal him. I'm like, all right, so I'm at work, and all right, we'll do this. So I kept, I was actually prolonging it, so I kept asking more question, question after question. <laughs> so finally, I'm like, all right, man. I said, um, I said, let's pray for you. I think God's going to take your pain away. And then he goes, no, let's not do that. I'm like, no, we're going to pray for you, man. <laughs> so, um, so I go to him and um, laid hands on him and um, just started praying that, that God shows up and, and that his, his, he just delivers him of his pain. And here, I'll back up a little bit. He was, I'm going to step out here. So during this conversation, as I was asking him questions, um, I was standing like this, right? So as he was describing his pain, he tried to do that. He was like, see, I can't even, I can't even do that. And he did that, and he's like, ugh. And he does this, and then his hamstrings all tightened up and everything. Um, but anyway, so the first time we prayed over him, or I prayed over him, um, uh, we got done praying and asked him how he felt. He goes, he goes, dude, my hamstrings are just, they're, they're healed. He goes, I just had this, as you're praying, I just had this cooling sensation go across my hamstrings, and pain's gone. I'm like, all right, I pain anywhere else? He goes, yeah, I still got pain in my wrist and my foot and everywhere else. I'm like, oh, let's just keep praying. So I put my hand on his foot, and I just asked the Lord. I said, God, I just asked him to, to fully heal, fully restore, um, and um, prayed, um, prayed a little bit more. And again, asked him, how did that feel? He goes, dude, my foot started sweating. He goes, my foot just started burning. And he's like, it's still sweating. And he put his finger in there, and he's like, dude, it's like wet. And he's like, pain is gone. I'm like, well, do you have any more pain? He goes, yeah, my wrist. So, all right, we'll keep praying. So I um, laid hands on his wrist to ask God to heal that. And, um, and that didn't quite go away, right? And um, so then I said, um, so, I felt, so I felt like the Lord was saying, just keep pursuing this, right? And, and he's going to keep getting healed. So I told him, I said, go home tonight. I said, keep praying. Keep praying to him. He's, he's going to keep healing you. Um, so... That, um, that next day, he comes into work, ask him how he's doing. He was like, dude, it was really crazy. I was showering this morning, and um, um, I, I reached for the soap or something and just felt pops in my wrist, and my wrist is good. I'm like, wow, man. And I'm like, Do you, are you pain-free? He's like, well, I still got a little pain in this wrist right here. <laughs> so at that point, I, I, my assistant that I, um, um, at work, I'm like, hey, I won't say her name, but I was like, hey, come here. Let's, let's, pray, let's pray over him again, right? So, um, so she laid hands on him and um, just started praying for more healing. And um, anyway, same thing, felt the, just felt the healing. And she was, my assistant was just amazed at this because she was like, she was watching him. She was like down on her knees and she was like right at, right at his arm. And um, she was looking at it and she goes, dude, I saw it. Like his, 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 his arm was dry, I guess. It was just dry. And then his hairs just stood out and it glowed. And then he even said the pain went away. So, yeah. And then so, um, like, he was about at that point, I think he went from, he said he was at like an eight for pain. And then he got all the way down to a two. So I said, dude, we're just going to keep pressing into this. We're just going to keep praying every day. So we, that's what we've been doing. We've been praying every single day. He's like, he, he still has a little bit of pain. 
but he is it's like 90% gone. So that's pretty cool. Awesome. I love, I love, whoa, there we go. Here's what I love about that. You were at work. That's it. Um, you were at work. How many, we live, well, we sleep eight hours a day, right? We work roughly eight hours and we got another eight hours to play with. We're there a great majority of the time. The word of God says I've placed you where you're at. So joy where you're at, because that's where I've placed you for your ministry. <laughs> and, and so in marketplace ministry, as many of you know, I've, taught, I've led a lot of things in the marketplace and, and spoke on it and uh, some teachings, etc. But when you step out in boldness in the marketplace, think about this. If you go to the book of Acts of the 40 recorded extraordinary manifestations of the spirit, in other words, signs, wonders, miracles of the 40 that are recorded in Acts, how many actually took place in a religious uh, institute or a church or inside the f- four walls? One gay the beautiful the other 39 were in the highways the byways i can see paul making a tent on one end of 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 his business and delivering someone on the other right so when you're at work and and i used to think the same thing you don't want to disturb people you don't want to like and i'm telling you if the safest place to be because everyone's like well they use it sometimes as a justification (laughs) like I, I don't want to pray because I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable or I don't want to get them in trouble. Or I can tell you the safest place in the entire world to be is right where God wants you to be and needs you to be. And I, and I, I can assure you that if he puts something on your heart, if he shows you a picture, if he gives you a prophetic word, that he's with you in that. He, he said, he, I would be with you. He didn't say it'd be easy. He didn't say it'd be uncomfortable or any of these things. He just said, I'll be with you. Just knowing that allows us to, to operate in those places. I, I wasn't going to share, but um, uh, because I know we're running short on time, but um, I'm going to share a really quick one. I called Mike just after this happened. Was that last? Yeah, last Tuesday. Yeah. And I was with my friend down in We were at the uh, New Day Cafe down in Colorado Springs. I met a friend of mine. Nothing was open. Um, and so I met him in Colorado Springs. He's actually from Evergreen. His daughter was at a camp. He says, I have some time. And it was kind of weird around my schedule. So we met at the New Day Cafe. Um, I ended up getting a word for our our waitress, Allison. And now we're in the middle of work, right? And she's in the middle of work. And she's got a lot of tables. Mind you that, right? You know how restaurants work and how waiters and waitresses, how much pressure sometimes that comes with. I ended up getting a word for her. And um, every time she came back, we kept building on it. My friend got a word for her and says, hey, I feel like you... um, I don't know where you're at in your faith, you know, kind of started that way. But I feel like you, you, you have something wrong with your back. Is your, do you have problems right in the middle of your back? And she said, and she just starts weeping. And she said, I was in a snowmobile accident three years ago. And she went on to unravel this story about that. And so we obviously said, hey, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna pray. We want to pray for you. Can we pray for you? She says, yeah, just let me. And she was super excited at this point because man, like the word of knowledge, now another word of knowledge via healing. And now she's, the faith has been built, right? She, her faith has risen up. Our faith is built. And so what happens, she goes, I'm going to go around to all my tables really quick and I'll be right back. And I sent Mike, I think, the, did I send you the picture? I showed you the picture. That's right. But she sat right in the, and this is in the middle of the restaurant, in the middle of her shift. I have to think that her boss has to be a believer. I don't know. But the beauty was she sat in this, 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 uh, in the booth and her, one of her legs was shorter than the other. 
So we prayed for the leg, and we were literally watching this, and I'm taking pictures. I got video, all this stuff. Her leg grows out right in the middle of the restaurant. She keeps weeping, and she starts crying, and she goes, oh, my goodness. And so she gets up, and I say, hey, do something that you couldn't do before. She said, I could only touch maybe my knees, maybe the middle of my shins. That's it. She bends over and palms the floor, guys, like completely, like flat (laughs) fist to the floor. And this is just the beginning. This is where it really gets good. So we're thinking that's done. Um, We're like, hey, let's bless her. Um, We're kind of somewhat wrapping up. She comes out with one of her waitress friends, and she says, these are the guys. And she points, like, right at us. And I'm like, "Uh, what did we do? And so she goes, well, this is Talia. And I go, hey, Talia, how you doing? And so we immediately get a word for her about social media, uh, beautician school, and some other things. And she starts weeping. So we start praying for her in the middle. We're all standing at this point in the middle of the restaurant. Our booth is back here at this point. We're surrounded by an entire restaurant of people, and we start praying for her. And I lay a hand on her, and she gets baptized in the Holy Spirit. Well, now things get really interesting. So um, she gets baptized in the Holy Spirit. She's weeping. She starts to sob. She has some moments. She leaves, and she goes get to another friend. She goes, these are the guys. These are the guys. And I'm like, okay, we're the guys. And so she goes, and I go, well, how are you? And, and, and her name was Mindy. And I'm like, well, what's going on? And so we go on and, and so on and so forth. Um, we get outside the door, and then they start running out. We're trying to leave at this point. And I'm, I'm out the door, and they came, two of them, Talia and Allison, said, this is the one. So they start introducing us to other people on the wait staff. And I'm thinking to myself, this is not a big restaurant. I'm like thinking, how many waitresses and waiters do they have in this place? And, I, and I'm laughing. But, but at the same time, they were all at work, right? Not that I was at work, but they were at work. And I just feel like God is looking for our availability at the end of the day. Like, if we'll just make ourselves available, the Word of God says um, that his eyes roam to and fro throughout the earth just to look for those that would just say yes and raise their hand. Just make yourself available. It's not, it really isn't. It's, this isn't rocket science. It's having faith, doing it in love, right, and just being obedient to do what God's called you to do. And to that point, remember, you've heard me say it a hundred times. I'll say it a hundred and one. It's not about you. It's, it's not about us. So especially if we think we're too busy or if we, th- we think we don't have time to do that because, you know, we've got our, our busy schedules, uh, I think we've got to get off our schedule and get on his schedule. And it will be much more joyful. Uh, than, than when we get stuck in our own ways and on our own things. And I'm preaching to myself because I can tell you, I can look back how many times did I miss opportunities where I felt something in my spirit, but my, my watch was heavier than my spirit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I got to go. I don't have time for this. <laughs> and, I, and I know I missed opportunities. Oh, wow. Yeah, you can't see it, but... <laughs> But Anna, go ahead. Share. You're on. Steve. Which one is that? Oh. Test. See if we can read lips. Now he's switched up. Oh, that one's on. Hello? Oh, it's just very 
you turn it up? Let's sand it. Oh, there we go. go. He's out. Hello. I think it's good now. This one. Right here. Hello? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, it's very loud. Oh, that was more complicated I, than the healing. That was very <laughs> I love um, hearing Tracy's testimony. We were talking earlier that the testimony, right, is the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. So I love hearing just the story of Jesus, you know, in Tracy's life, in the person's life, and each and every single one of our lives. That's why it's so beautiful to hear the testimony because it's, it is actually the spirit of prophecy is Jesus himself. Isn't that good? It's beautiful. It's so simple. I love the simple gospel. Um, I'm always trying to break it down. Um, but I had this scripture on my heart, and in talking about love, and we've been talking about this, that love has to be our motivator. And it seems like, of course, we know that. But it's very easy to get caught in the achieving of something or I'm, you know, just just um, striving in the Lord, even with good intention. So I just think, like, covering it in God's love, becoming love. I was just thinking earlier that really just we want to become love because Jesus is love right? He is peace. It's a person. Love is a person. It's Jesus. And as long as we remain in him, everything will flow out of that power, authority, healing, all the gifts that we're talking about. And so during worship, um, Ephesians 3, 14, uh, it's Paul's prayer. And it says, when I think of all of this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father the creator of everything in heaven and on earth, I pray from his glorious unlimited resources that he will empower you. His spirit empowers us. His love empowers us with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts. As you trust in him, your roots will grow down into God's love to keep you strong, and may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete and with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. So it's then, it's when we become complete, when we can really become love, become him. We become full of his life and the power. Now all glory, verse 20, now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us. So it's not about us, but it is within us. He chose us, right, to move through and to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. And so I think as we move into praying for each other, we're really feeling like um, there might be people here even online that felt that um, they've gotten prayer many, many times before for whatever it is, something physical. I was even feeling relationships earlier during worship that there just hasn't been the breakthrough. There hasn't, you haven't seen the healing. And we just feel like there's a grace for that tonight, for healing to come fully rest, restored. 
Um, and just even this last verse, more than we can, in, infinitely more than we can think or ask um, just tonight. And just so that we just stay in that place of love because it's through love that faith works, right? Yeah. Maybe I'll share, maybe I'll just share that quick. I think our, our, our faith is directly related to the, the grace that God pours out on us. Um, great, faith is, is our part. Um, God, uh, grace is God's part. And so I just want to read, I'm going to read three, just three quick scriptures. And wherever you see faith, you see grace increased. Wherever you see an increase of faith, you see grace increased. Once again, faith enables grace. Faith is the very thing that activates grace, and grace is the very thing that empowers us to do what God's called us to do. Does that make sense? So Romans 12, 6, because we're at a spiritual meeting, and it's church, so I'll have a few. <laughs> we'll read a couple, of, uh, a couple of verses here. This is uh, Romans 12, 6. It's in the tra- uh, Passion Translation, though. God's marvelous grace imparts to each one of us varying gifts and ministries that are uniquely ours. So if God has given you the grace gift of prophecy, you must activate your gift by using the proportion of faith you have to prophesy. I I took the liberty to rephrase that. I took some of my own. I put my own emphasis on it. I won't read that. But I can tell you that faith enables grace. The greater the faith, the greater the grace. And we need grace every single day. Romans 5.2, through him we have also obtained access by faith. What did we gain access to? Into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Romans 12.3, for by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according, here it is, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. Started with grace, ended with faith. The faith in God that has been assigned. And I'll end with this one, Romans 1.5. Through him we received grace and apostleship to call all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith for his name's sake. Once again, faith enables grace. Greater the faith, greater the grace. It's the very catalyst. Our faith is the catalyst for God to release grace. Faith is our part. Grace is his. Amen. And, and let me just speak to that too. I think this is really important because sometimes it is the greater the faith in a sense, but sometimes we think that that's a, I got to increase my faith. I got to increase. Like it, faith is by works. And so here's the thing. That greater faith is just, it's a greater risk. What you're doing is you're just stepping out more. Not that you're like, oh, I got this, because you don't have it. He's got it. He says you need the faith of a mustard seed, and you can move a mountain. So you don't, like, you don't have to have it all like, built up in yourself. It's not about you. It's all about him. So it is that faith. It's like, but the faith is I have this much faith. That was the step I took. And that's as far, like the grace will be poured out for that. But if I take this step and really step out, then the grace, a portion, the grace will come in for that as well. So, so don't think like, oh, I got to have the faith. You have to, 
you got to step out in that place of saying, this is what I say when I, when I pray for people now. I just go, hey, have you ever experienced a miraculous healing? And they're like, you know, if they're, if they're hurt, and they'll, no. Well, do you want to experience a miraculous healing right now? Do you want to experience God touching you and completely healing you of, which, of whatever it is? Let's say, you know, their arm's been hurt. And what I do... I'm not actually, it's not about me. I'm not the one that heals. But what I'm doing is I'm putting God on the spot. And I can tell you, not 100%, it's not all the time, but how many times has it, so many times, God miraculously, instantly heals in so many ways. I mean, I've had, we've, I could go, just so many healings. But it's what it is, is it's because I didn't take the little step. I didn't go, well, God's going to eventually heal you. And then the grace was a portion to that. So that, that's, I just want to clarify that, that faith is not like you got to have it all figured out. It's the faith of a mustard seed, but it's that willingness. Faith is spelled R-I-S-K, right? So it's just stepping out and really allowing God to do what he already wants to do, but he uses us as a conduit to do it. I love that. Yeah, I, I, I want to hit on real, two, real quick Hebrews four sixteen. Let us therefore come boldly. That's the faith. When we come boldly, we're coming in faith to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Let me tell you, we need (laughs) in the time of healing, in the time of praying for people, in the time of prophesying, we need grace. We need God. Mm -hmm. And it's the grace that's poured out by us boldly stepping into it where God meets us right where we're at. Right, giving us exactly what we need for that moment for that person. Literally, it's just God saying at the end of the day, it's God saying, I see you and I recognize you. And that alone, that alone for, for the person you're praying for, you're praying for healing, whatever it may be, I'm telling you, that will put people into a, uh, unravel people when they know that God sees them. I, I want to hear from you. You're coming out of your seat back there. from Indiana. I was back in Indiana doing my test to become certified addictions counselor in Indiana. Okay? When I was done with all of that, I just felt the Holy Spirit just sensing really heavy in me to come out here to Colorado. My niece is out here. So I'm like, all right. And um, Quickly, God used me to help you guys plant a Hispanic ministry, which was the, um, uh, the Spanish class, which that's awesome. And I'm like, all right. So since I'm out here, I'm like, Lord, I'm going to need some cash. Hello. Um, <laughs> you know, I guess I'll look for a job out here. I mean, so I went to an interview on a Monday. I didn't hear anything. And I'm like, all right, Lord. If I don't hear from you, or excuse me, if I don't hear from this lady today, I guess it's not of you for me, you know, for this job or anything. I just look somewhere else. I don't think I ever, like, put God in a spot that way. <laughs> like, uh, if she doesn't call me today, I'm just going to look somewhere else. <laughs> she did call. <laughs> Within the hour or an hour and a half, Wanda, we would love to, off- you know, make you an offer for this position. I'm like, what? All right, then. And everything just been, and I start my new job in a week. 
Along those lines, I've um, wanted to share Romans 4, it's 18. It's one of my favorite verses, but um, calling things and when we're praying, as says, it's talking about Abraham, but verse 18, just the Mm -hmm. last half of it, I won't read all of it. Um, It's, sorry, 17. In the presence of God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls, so God calls into existence the things that do not exist. I love that faith, it, you know, it unlocks our promises of healing, of resurrection life, of faith, of hope, of mercy, of grace, of provision, whatever it is that the promise is, that is the power in our spoken word, even when we prophesy, is that we're calling things, maybe not how they are, but has as they should be. And so that's something that I try to kind of picture in my head when I'm praying for someone I was sharing earlier. If I'm praying for their back, I will literally um, picture their back being healed, being restored. And so I want to encourage all of you as you're praying for each other right now as we transition into that, um, try that. Try just closing your eyes and seeing their backs restored, their foot restored, whatever it is, and know that that is you engaging faith and calling things, maybe not as they are, but as they should be, and that will unlock the power of God inside of every single one of us. That's good. Yeah, you, the previous verse to that, yeah. Romans 4.16, well, it's so good because it ties exactly in. It just says the promise comes by faith, so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed. And this was to all of Abraham's offspring. So, that's us. so yeah, that's us. We're Abraham's offspring, if we didn't know. Um, so one thing we were praying when we were, so we're going to just, in, this, in the last probably maybe 15 minutes here, um, 10, 15 minutes, just we're going to get together. And here's what we want to do is, is there, may be, there may be a healing that you need, um, and this is just that opportunity to, to just see God move. But there may be also, and I think what Anna was saying about a, uh, um, it could be a relational thing, a relationship maybe that's been damaged. So there's physical healing, but there's also there's emotional healing. There's other, there's other healing. And, there, and in a lot of that emotional healing, if it's, also, if it's with you, um, realize that that may need to start just with some forgiveness in your own heart that, that needs to take place there. Um, but then the other thing we felt is that, that there's, there's kind of that hope deferred. Um, you, may, you may have had prayer for something for the last 10 years, and, uh, and you haven't seen it, and so you've just kind of put it off. So when someone says, hey, do you need prayer for anything, that one's already kind of been set aside because you're like, well, I already got like 50 prayers, and it didn't work, so I'm done with that one. And so you've almost given up on something that I believe even today, I just, we were feeling that the Lord's going to do something. He's going to bring that back. And this could be the very day. And and I want to tell one more quick testimony just that was with you, Betty. I think you were, we were praying, right? And, uh, and so this, there was a lady on Saturday, last Saturday that drove in and she actually works here. Um, she works over in the children's uh, wing. And so, and I didn't know, I didn't know her story because I, I never see her. I see her daughter sometimes here and stuff, but she's always over there. Anyway, she had some 
really bad knee problems. And I've seen her, like, walk when she'd walk. It was like she, you could tell there was pain there. I didn't know that it was, like, for 12 years, I think, or something. So, and then also um, she had stomach pain and back pain. And, uh, and even when we asked, she was like, well, I've been to the healing rooms. I've, had, I've been prayed for this. And, and we were like, well, can we pray again? And so Betty and I, um, was it just the two of us or was there somebody else? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Katie was there too. Yeah, so, so we began to pray for her. And, uh, and then we're like, okay, check it out. She actually gets, she got out of her car. She's like, well, let me get out of the car. And we prayed over her. We laid hands on her knees. And I don't even know if we prayed for her stomach or her back, but every part of her body was completely healed in that moment. This was 12 years of pain that she hadn't been able to walk. She starts running and dancing around the parking lot, hands in the air, going, hallelujah, hallelujah. And so as people were driving in, we've got all these people driving in for food, and we're like, um, trying to explain to them <laughs> what's happening. <laughs> she just got prayed for. She just got healed. She's just kind of running around thanking the Lord. <laughs> uh, but I just want to say, this was 12 years she had been at conferences after conferences after conferences. She had been up for prayer. She had had prayer back in the children's wing over and over and over again. But it was that moment was her moment. That was her day. And so to never give up on those things. And I felt like that even today would be a day that, uh, where there would be the, where that hope has been deferred. This is the moment where God's going to do the miraculous. He's going to do those things. Um, and so we're going to press into that. So we're going to get into groups. So let's just, let's just pray. Tracy, you want to just pray real quick over the group, and then, and then we'll jump into groups. And remember, what Anna said was so critical, that the, 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 we can go after all the, the great things. This is awesome. These are the gifts. This is what the Lord does. But we set our eyes on the giver. We don't, get it, we don't get infatuated with the gifts. We get infatuated with the giver. And that's where we're actually receiving his love and operating in that place of love. Without love, it says without love, you're a clanging gong, you're a symbol. It says you have nothing and you are nothing. So realize that all the things, we can do all these things, but if we don't actually operate out of that place of love, as if that's not rooted and foundational in what we do, it actually, it, it's, it has no long-term eternal impact. So focus on, ground everything in love. Let his love actually flow through you. You have to receive his love first, but operate out of a place of love. Don't operate out of a place of just, well, I just want to see, I just want to get another check mark and see somebody get healed. When you actually have that compassion for them and that heart for them, that actually draws the Holy Spirit into a situation as well. So, um, yeah, that's probably good. Amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, wow. just close your eyes. Just close your eyes. Lord, we thank you. God, you are just so wonderful. Even as I just sat here, and I'm always in amazement of you, God, but you are so amazing. We have the privilege to go on an adventure every single day of our life with you, God. I thank you, God, that you're the creator of creativity, Lord. I thank you, God, for your children that are right here. Absolute world changers, Lord. I thank you right now for what's in their heart, God, a heart of love. God, I thank you that you'd impart, God, just a fresh breath of love, God, 
inside every single person here and every single person online. That, God, they would receive, Lord, and actually would receive into manifestation your love, Lord. That it wouldn't look like a world's love. It wouldn't look like man or woman's love, but it would look like heaven's love. Defined accordingly. Wrapped, God, wrapped in love. Love wrapped in love. I don't know why. I just feel like Psalm 91.4, under, <laughs> you'll be covered with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. I don't know why that popped into my head, but, Lord, I just feel that right now. I just feel like, that, that God, those feathers, Lord, and the wings, under his wings we have refuge. God, let us dwell there in that place. So, God, I release right now the the, the faith, God, the gift of faith, Lord. God, a greater measure of faith. Even as we share the testimonies, and even as Anna said, the, 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 the testimony of Jesus is prophecy. So when we just speak and read the truth, the God's word, the, 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 the book he authored, we're literally prophesying. So for those even of us online or in here or otherwise that have said, I don't know how to prophesy, I've never prophesied. If you've read the word of God, you have prophesied because it is the testimony of Jesus. So God, I release that in this place right now. God, an increase of faith, an increase in the measure of faith, God, so that your grace would be released in this place. God, I thank you for the healing that's about to take place, God. I release right now a spirit of expectancy, God. We're thankful and grateful for what you've done and what you're doing, but, God, we're even more grateful and thankful for what you're about to do. And I love what Mike said. It's not our, our job to worry about the signs, wonders, the miracles, and the gifts. We're just supposed to obey and do our part, and signs and wonders and miracles and gifts follow us. So, Lord, we just release that right now in the mighty, loving name, in the healing name of Jesus. Amen.